Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Welcome to The Secret Layer Presents 2... Wait, oh fuck. Oh, you did a fantastic job. Well Thank done. you. Great start. Welcome to The Secret Layer Presents D&D 201. My name is now Avi, your Dungeon Master today. <laughs> My name is Morgan, I will also be your Dungeon Master today. Oh god, and this is this is the show where we help you, the DM, um, in in creating, creating your setting, just helping you DM. And if you're a player... Fuck off. off. Oh my god, what are you you're doing here? Do how many times do we have to tell you you're not allowed here? It's a special club. I will find you, skin you, and wear your skin to your mother's birthday party. It's a strange threat. Good threat, though. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so last week we spoke about making a... Tarask. <laughs> I will leave. You can do this by yourself. Um, last week we spoke about making a world put your campaign into if you i can see it in your eyes you nearly said it you nearly said it i can see it in your eyes it's like cataracts in the shape of a tarask just the anyway um yeah last week we talked about making it last week how often these coming out last time yeah yeah, whatever last time we spoke about creating a world to put your campaign in and then this week we're going to talk actually making that campaign and like every week we're going to by the end of this have a structure for a campaign uh, to show you like what the thought process is and how you can kind of do it and just how easy it is to do this. Couldn't have said it better myself. No, I know. That's why I said it. Oh. <laughs> well, now it feels like a challenge. Okay. I will introduce what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, your turn. No, fuck that. So, yeah, let's, I guess let's start. Let's kick it off. So, we've mm. kind of, what we've we got, we've got Pantheon. We've got like a little location within our world. Did, yes. We decided it was kind of like a, like a fantasy, like a typical D and D world. Yeah, we went as kind of close to the mark as possible because yeah. it's easier to do, especially if it's first time doing. Did you say like magic wasn't super common? It was just it was like there, but it was also like to be a high level spellcaster, like tenth level. Yeah, above is I rare. think we said like there's a big on ramp, right? There's like quite a few first level, not many, and then you ramp up very quickly. Yeah. Um, and spoke about how the magic curve yeah exactly yeah <laughs> maybe that's a scientific research it's like you see the level of magicians increases exponentially no, whatever as the there's the decrease in power <laughs> we call this the magic curve girl you got magic curves oh uh, that in the bars oh i'm calling all the tavern ladies um tavern wenches tavern please. <laughs> please use the correct nomenclature so we kind of also said that you've got to bear that in mind when you're planning a campaign, right? So, like, mm. if you if we have low-level casters is very common, but high level is very uncommon, we need to think about the impact of that in the world as our players level up. Because all of a sudden, if you level like the way you do XP, your casters are going to become some of the most powerful casters in the in the world, which is kind um, of interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. I guess um, it also depends on what you know. I think when you want to end your campaign, like, are you going to start at level one? You know, finish at level fifteen? Or are you going to go all? Oh, are you just going to go level 1 to 3? And then, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's It's it. actually really hard to get above like, level 3 casting. So, sorry, that's where the campaign ends. You lose. You lose! Good day! Sir. Good day, sir! So, yeah, so what you want, I guess, when you're starting a campaign, so you want to be able to start from start from a small space, have like a home base, like where you're starting, somewhere the players 
know maybe their characters know it quite well yeah where they meet yeah or where they are from if your characters already know each other because i think there's a real common thing where you all your party meet in the first session sometimes it's quite fun to just have like you're all friends how do you know each other and then maybe it's like their hometown or a nice way to start a campaign and i've done this like a couple of times but being able to say uh to each player you know maybe maybe they've all arrived in this city but you ask each player what what were you doing just before you arrived? Or yeah. where, where were you two months ago before you arrived at the sea? Mm. And allowing each player to kind of like create their backstory and start yeah. to weave it into the main story. Uh, or, you know, like you say, if you knew each other, be like, what was your favorite memory with one of these other people in the group? I started a campaign like that where I might have talked, spoke about this, but where they, it was an underdark campaign. Didn't tell us it was going to be an underdark campaign. And I opened the first session with, so how did you get trapped by the drow and dragged into the dark? And they went, what? So, yeah, how did that happen? They were like, oh, fucking it. <laughs> and then I had to plan how that happened, which was really fun. Yeah. And then also for a different campaign, it was like, again, uh, you've been called to this place. What were you doing before? And then I kind of wrote like a little introduction for the character. Like um, you sneak your way through the streets and you do X, Y, and Z, or you're on a ship sailing towards this city. Cool. So like it's like you say, kind of do that introduction and then give them that home base, get them there, or they can start yeah. there, right? Yeah. And then kind of what we spoke about last time, you want to have your local area, kind of like we're talking about- city. That's the local area, isn't yep. it? Yep. Well, and like the kind of adventuring zone, right? Yep. So like how far do you plan for them to go out in this campaign? Um, and that might grow as you go along, but you can, as we said earlier, you can kind of build out because one method of world building is start small and build outwards. So just be yeah. aware you can always push into the world that you're going into. But it's also like starting small, going outwards is, is a normal way to do it. But if there's if there's some reason to go outside of that structure and, oh, yeah. and, and widen your circle, like what I mean is, is like if you're starting in a city, you start in a mansion, you know, you slowly explore that mansion and you meet all the people in that mansion and then you go outside into the you know the city regions mm-hmm. what if as soon as you go out into the city region, somebody's like, oh, we need help in the countryside. Yeah. But just go, just go. You don't have to stay yeah. in the city. You can no. keep going further, keep going further out. Maybe they do one thing in the city and find out they need to go to another city. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like build, build, build how you go. Just having that kind of region, no idea of what's going on. Maybe put like a few dungeons in that area. Because again, to talk about what we're talking about today, I guess, is creating an overall campaign rather than specific adventures. We'll talk about creating an adventure like later on. Yeah. And that, and that for me means follow the story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're creating the yeah. campaign. Well, that's you, what's fun about D&D, isn't exactly. it? That they write the story as yeah. much as you do. So if like, like we were sort of saying, if you are going to start small and all the story is going to be in the small space or if it's going to be in the long, you know what I mean? Further mm-hmm. away in another city. I think it's as long as it follows the story, that's, you'll be fine. Yeah. As long as, and don't, if they, if they go to a city where you've got nothing planned, just improvise until, yeah. it, all you have to, this is the way I think about it sometimes when I get put in a situation I don't, I like, I, well, I didn't plan for this, <laughs> is I go, okay, I only have to improvise for two hours yeah. and then by the time the session ends I can then flesh it out in the next week. And two hours is not a long time. No, it, it flies by very quickly because players will talk about fucking nonsense yeah. for a long time. And it's all good, baby. It's all good. <laughs> um, and then, like, you want to... So once you've got your your home base where they start, once you've got the local region where they'll be adventuring, you then want your first adventure, but we'll talk about crafting adventures specifically, kind of like in a later episode. Yeah. Let's say we've got, what, four characters? Yeah. Uh, and and where's the location that we're going to start them in? Cool. So we've got four characters. I'm taking notes today, and I've also got a book because Niall's not doing any work. Yeah. Because he's a tired boy. I'm a tired boy. Four characters. In my tired life. Yeah. I'm going to say we've got a barbarian. I don't yeah. know why, but I'll, I'll, we've got a barbarian, a cleric, a wizard, and... Fire. Fire. Or a rogue. Rogue. So we've got muscle, healing, explosions, and sneaky. <laughs> The perfect pie. We should have built the D&D movie pie. Have you seen the trailer for that yet? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. 
Very exciting. It better be good. I think it will. I do. I genuinely, I watched the trailer and went, okay. yeah, they've, worked, they've worked it out. Okay. They're doing it properly. Best fucking quote from that trailer is like, so what do you do? Oh, I make the plans. But why are you still here? Well, because if that plan fails, I can make a new plan. So you so make you, bad plans. <laughs> you make plans that fail. It's like, that's every fucking D&D part plan ever. Nothing yeah. ever happens the way it's supposed to. I love it. Um, cool. So. Yes. Character set the stage. Character creation. So we talked about building your characters into the campaign, right? Yeah. So, oh wait, hang on. Sorry. Did we say we were going to do? Did you want? Did you want to build as we go along? Did you want to do the starting area and stuff first? Um, I'm kind of cool here. Let's let's figure out who cool. the characters are before we we because we need to know. Like you would need to know your characters before yeah. you go in. So, so we've got a barbarian, a wizard, a cleric, and a rogue. Yeah. So let's say our barbarian. Should we, how close to typical should we go? I, I was going to suggest that maybe we decide how they all know each other and then we can figure out what kind of typical or atypical they are. Yeah, okay. So let's, like, Are they all family? Mm, they all siblings? Childhood friends? Or childhood friends. I mean, we could go like... Because these are all very different people, right? Who all have a, have different lives. Barbarian has probably lived somewhere quite rural and wild. Your cleric tends to have gone to like a priest, a priestly place. Uh, wizard probably gone to university, and rogue trained under some master thief and been a bit of a scumbag. I mean, some rogues are like military people, aren't they? True. Scouts, swashbuckler, masterminds, swashbuckler, soul knife, some next level shit. That is. Mm. Well, well, okay, that's, okay. Guess that's what I mean. Like, how good. do they all know each other? Will kind of dictate what kind of yeah, rogues they are. You're right. Kind of clerics. They are. Okay. So, I, we want to think about the strengths, right? So already we've got a barbarian in the party. Yeah. So um, political intrigue, probably not going to be very fun no. for a barbarian. So we want something where they can throw their weight behind them. Mm. Um, like a real adventure. Yeah. And um, I feel like, yeah, for the world that we've, we've kind of created with The Way. Yeah. What did, I can't remember the name we came up with. The Way. No, no, of the planet. We gave everything a name. Gildenel. Gildenel? Yep. Oh, nice. This boy taking notes. That's why we have you here. Yeah. The only reason. <laughs> this is the only reason I'm here. I am a glorified scribe. Yay! Yay! Um, uh. <laughs> okay, so how do they all know each other? Maybe. You said rogue can be military people. Maybe they all fought together. Oh, okay. Basic uh, basic training. Maybe, yeah, maybe they've... maybe maybe they've either... Knights of an order. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Na- watchers. Watchers. They're all watchers. Boom. Because that is kind of the coolest thing we've come up... Fact yeah. we've come up with in them. They're so all far. watchers. Maybe they've just started their journey of... So, again, we said the watchers are kind of like quite a broad thing. Some of the things you should just observe. Some things you should get involved. Yeah. For the sake of the adventure, these are the ones to think you should actively protect people. Cause well, then... maybe, they're, maybe they're like all school friends, but they are, they are all hanging out. Like they've just graduated and they're about to go into the big bad world. Yeah. And go their separate ways. But instead, they have to stick together because something bad's happening. Yes. Could do. Just makes it makes them all have like their own personality. Yeah, yeah. So like conflicting interests. I know what you mean. Bit, mm. bit of party tension on. <laughs> so um, what? You don't think they should all be watchers? No, they're all watchers. Okay, they all can just have their own different opinions about you know how how it's meant to be. Do you reckon they've been sent on a mission by the watchers? The watchers have said, right, you need to do this thing. Okay. Do you think just because that because especially if you've got like a low level or even a new party, just being yeah. like, hi, here's a thing, go find it, yeah. or here's a thing, go do it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. Uh, they're all watchers uh, sent on a mission to investigate a certain small town. To find their brother. <laughs> to find their brother. Not literal brother. Yeah. I, I was going for yeah. it, yeah. Brother in the watch. <laughs> to find a, a watcher brother. Cool. Um, okay, so based on that, based on our party and what they're wanting to do, I guess we've got our starter places probably like where they've been training. Yeah. So their home base is like watcher. School. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's a, a watcher... 
like just like a few watches. Do you know what I mean? That run a yeah, run an academy kind of thing. So like, uh, uh, would you reckon a, a watching a watcher academy would be called a watchtower? Nice to the watchtower. <laughs> Home base is a watchtower, and this is kind of like their first mission, mm. their first kind of uh, delve into it. So obviously they've all had their kind of background. So maybe you've got your. If we were get, have to go too detailed, but maybe your barbarian is kind of like classic. My tribe were killed, and I'm looking for this. Or and you, your your holy well, cleric, Zila, Zila barbarian. Which one's that? They're like the holy barbarians. That, okay, yeah. That don't die. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you if you knock them down, they stay on one hit point. Like they're not... dead, but they stay on one hit oh, point shit. until their rage ends. That's fun. And then they just. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. It's a really cool class. So they're off on the first mission. Irrelevant of how they got. Irrelevant of their backstory before. They've funneled into a watchtower and now they've kind of gone out. Yeah. Um. And we could you can let the party decide if they've chosen to be together or if they've been put together, kind of thing. Hmm. All right. Creating a local region. We don't need to go into too much depth, but just kind of scatter a few dungeons about a few things yeah. they can stumble across. I always like to put stuff. So there's I think we've discussed this before. The three pillars of D and D: combat, exploration, and role playing. So when you're mapping a local region, do some things they can stumble across, yeah. like a dungeon that they can kind of be like, "What's going on here? What's is this connected to anything, or is it, it's just a mini dungeon?" Maybe the maybe the watchtower is kind of like situated like out in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah. So they've got enough space to like yeah. run about and train and be free, kind of thing. And then further away is where all the madness happens. So it's mm. like a bit like a mini shire. Yeah. A mini tall shire. <laughs> It's just like endless plains and their big tower standing in the middle. Yeah. Maybe there's like a woods that they can hunt in. Yeah. Starting adventure, we'll do that later because we're kind of trying to do our overarching campaign, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I think that's a good start. That's our kind of create the home base is the watchtower where they're all from. Local region is that kind of area around. Yeah. And I guess it's going to be, they've been sent to the mission, so I presume it's going to be in the local area. So I guess the watchtower maybe is responsible for like the nearest kind of like 100 square miles or whatever. And it's like there's a mission within there that they've got yeah, to go address. They, they deem themselves like that because watchtowers oh, yeah, are no, official. No, yeah, yeah. I, as in, like the like... other watchtowers acknowledge that this watchtower looks over this yeah, area of yeah. land. Cool. All right. So that's kind of there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Nice. And then there'll be the other. There'll be other watchtowers throughout the, yeah. the country. So I guess we need to come up with kind of like like the the thing that's going to run through this whole campaign. And I guess you could have multiple of these, but let's just like sort of like pick one and figure out how we make that a big campaign. Shall we? Shall we roll some dice? Yeah. So there's some cool stuff in the DMG which gives like a few like ideas of what to do. So we're just going to roll on a random table, and then we'll we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll, we'll fucking do it. We'll fucking do it. But they got one big foam D twenty. Well, you need a D ten, mate. Where are, where's a D ten? Our studio assistant. Oh, there's some dice here. Ah, oh, uh, uh, clicky clacky dice. Thank you. Right. So, we do, are we looking at the world shaking events table? Yeah. So, this is the thing that cooks everything off. Yeah, this is going to be the big thing, thingy, my bob, that they'll have to do. Five. There's a rebellion and revolution or something where someone's being overthrown. Overthrowing. Okay. Cool. What have we got? Okay. Okay. Dissatisfied with the current order, a person or group of people overturns the dominant regime and takes over or fails to take over. Regardless of the result, a revolution can shape the destiny of nations. So this feels like to me, someone somewhere, like a city or something, someone's kicked off and maybe the watchers have been like, okay, there's a revolution going on. We want you to go keep an eye on it. Maybe they get caught up in it. So maybe because that first adventure is going to be that small town, isn't it? With something living all the way underneath. Yeah. So what if we have that link to... Well, yeah, I guess the thing is, because this is a campaign, like you say, it's kind of like this is one of the things that happens. Yeah. Um, so 
because world sh- this is kind of like a world shaking event, right? So it's like this is stuff that's happening almost in the background of your campaign that yeah. can affect stuff. So I guess I I guess because I quite like the idea that they stumble across this little town. Yeah. So like maybe we've got something like the Watchtower being like uh, the city of uh, Carcinero has had a uprising. We want you to go investigate it. We did send one of your brothers out to go do this already, but he hasn't returned. Right. So you find your brother, and then on the way, because they think he's got lost in the city of Carcinero, but he's not. They get they put they yeah. stumble across his village. They find him like oh fancy the fuck seeing you here. They deal with that. Then they come out and then like maybe whilst they've been in this isolated town, other shits happen with this rebellion. So stuff's still kicking off. Well, yeah, now. maybe he dies and they have to continue on his mission. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe the zenith of the campaign is finding out that he's already been sacrificed and finding out maybe some stuff, some plot hooks that he found out. Yeah. Um, okay, so we also talked about the fact that a revolution is not doesn't have to be this big the 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 working class against the kind of a small degree of rulers it can be like a guild has done a big overhaul so what kind of revolution do we want um so i guess i guess why maybe maybe it might be nice like if like it's it's kind of tied so the brother the brother's going to find something out but gets caught up in this weird Mm. thing and then they find letters about a revolution being caused maybe to Maybe to hide something. Ah, okay. So they think, first of all, it's just a cut and dry revolution. Someone's kicked off. Yeah. And then it turns out someone else has done this so they can seize power in the chaos or whatever. Maybe, kind of maybe like they're hiding, you know, like, have you ever heard of you, you blow up two buildings to hide the one person you're trying to kill? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. That kind of thought process of the villain. Like, if I blow up a whole city, nobody will find the one person I'm trying to kill. Yeah. So I guess we do... Um, so who's what's the revolution actually? What is the revolution looking like? Is it an entire city? Is it a, is it a country, or is it just uh, a small but very powerful organization having a big overturn? I kind of like the idea of like a, a countrywide revolution. Okay, that it's starting to really fall to shit, and the, they're like it's it's lords yeah. going against barons, not lords and barons going against the king. Ah, right. Okay, so like instead of it being a common people uprising, it's an intermediary yeah. uprising. Yeah, that's fun. So the main ruler is dominant, but not in the best way. And then okay, so then the, you know certain houses, a bit Game of Thronesy, I guess. So the rebels are the noble houses against the crown. Yeah, and then there's a, a thing bit Skyrim, here. Skyrim, a bit Game of Thrones. So what are our three things they want? What do they want? I guess um, maybe. Yeah, maybe we go with the. So you know you've got like the stereotype of the good king. Yeah. So like Aragorn, the kind of the king that's like everyone will be peaceful under my rule. That's the current king. Oh, the nobility and... are like yeah, but I would like to tax the shit yeah. out of the commoners so I can have sick pies, and you're not let me do that. Right. It's a it's a like a reverse revolution. Yeah. Like the the empire fighting the rebels. Yes. <laughs> rather and that, than the rebels fighting the empire. Yes. Cool. So like so they're kind of like hey, so we want their their intention is that they want to maybe what up- do we want. More money. Yeah. When do we want it? Now. Um, <laughs> Why did this sound like losers? Because <laughs> they are. Now. Nobility are losers. All right. I really like it. Um, I think maybe maybe they're not allowed to um, tax. I think tax tax is probably reduced. So they want more money. They want... So they want more money. Maybe they want more autonomy. Yeah. So they want more money. They don't want an absolute monarchy anymore. Because an absolute monarchy means one person can get in power and stops them doing what they want. Yeah. So maybe they want to try and break it up into smaller states. Right. Okay, perfect. And have like a senate rather than a yeah. monarchy. So you don't have a monarchy anymore. You have Which is very enticing for other people with mild power. Yeah. Um, and then people who are loyal to a king would find that repellent. 
Yeah. That's quite nice. And I quite like the idea that the Watchers are similar to uh, the Night's Watch in Game of Thrones. Neutral. Yeah, completely. They're like, I'm not here to fight anyone's side. We're, if anything, the Watchers are going to observe what's going on. Yeah. And protect the small folk. Because yeah. uh, from their perspective, like Game of Thrones, it's like like the Sparrows in Game of Thrones. It's like, every, these little dickheads are playing their game of chess yeah. whilst you guys are getting squashed. Yeah. So we will come and kind of... Very nice. Do Very that. Nice. Just yeah. check that everyone's They're like right. noble knights that kind of fight for everyone. In yeah, a way. exactly. Yeah. Even the rich people, if if in the right situation. Yeah. So break cool. up into states and form a senate. That's that's there we go. So that's our three things. Was it break up? So we had they want more money. Yeah. They want to break up into states and they want to create a senate of themselves. Is that not what we said? Oh, okay, cool. No, I ju- I just thought the break up the states and the senate was the same thing. You're right. Give us a third thing. <laughs> okay. Um. And and they want to kill the king. Yes. Yes. The only way to do that would be by killing the king. Yes. Kill the and king. then they can blow up that power. I mean, yeah. So, we could start off with, if we think about this, so maybe it's been an attempt on the king's life, yeah. I guess. But do we, do we reckon we start off with the king's died? Or do we start off with... No, I don't think the king's died yet. No, so we start off with yeah. a... There's, maybe we start off with one lord has gone... I think an attempt on the king's life is really dramatic. Yeah. Like hearing, being able to like tell the story secondhand to the players, like yeah. this assassin came in and struck the king by, you know, round the back of the head. And when he was on the floor, the king, you know, heroically grabbed his sword and beheaded the fiend. Okay. You know? It's an attempt on the king's life, yeah. but it was never supposed to succeed. Oh. It was supposed to make the king scared. Okay. So then he um, brings people yeah. in. Right. So then they're in a position to stab him in the back. So then the players, hopefully, are spending a lot of this going, right, okay, so the, there's been an attempt on the king's life. Oh, and there's a betrayer on the king's side. Yes. But we don't know who. The, yeah, the assassination was never meant to succeed. It was never yes. meant to happen. It was just... It was meant to get somebody closer to It was to meant him. to get, yeah. But get we, people's we don't attention. know which noble it is. Yeah, make him paranoid and make him fall into people's arms of like... Make right. further decisions so yeah. it's easier to kill him at the right yeah. time rather than... And they can make money off the war. Uh, yeah, yeah, war properties, yeah. Yeah. I always like the idea of so in my session there's in my uh, setting there's one particular nation which is always trying to start wars in back rooms because okay. they are they have like not a monopoly but they produce the majority of the world's steel so like they always do better in wartime so they have mm-hmm. a lot of kind of people in back rooms that are like stirring shit up doing cool. false assassinations and stuff so I think that's I like that so we we could could even have that as a a faction of oh, a kind right. of there's yeah. like shady person in the background who's like like a like almost shit. like a like a what are they called? The the people with the handshake. Uh, the Masons. Yeah, Freemasons. But like, yeah, I quite like that. It's like a member. It's not even like just super rich people. It's even like upper middle class rich people. Even poor people. It's just a group that yeah. hires people they think will be useful. I really like that. And they're a representative of some nation which, yeah. for some reason, wants to, will profit out of war. Yeah. Cool. And that nation kind of feeds the other nations secretly. Oh, okay. So again, we get, we've get we got layers, right? Yeah. Attempt on the king's life. So That's what we like. We like layers, like ogres. Like onions and ogres. <laughs> um, <laughs> we will have, like, the, there have been attempts on the king's life. That's the obvious thing. The player's going to go, okay, someone's trying to kill the king. Yeah. The watchers don't want that because it means instability. Yeah. In the same way that I feel like I'm, I'm not still in Game of Thrones. I'm just, it's things like, you know, like Virus seems to be wanting to keep, in the Game of Thrones wants to keep yeah. things stable. Yeah. The watchers are like, King dying means instability. Instability, and, means and he is a good king. He's a good king, <laughs> yeah. and the people will be worse off for it. Yeah, so we should help. We should help protect the king. In reality, the king's life has been threatened. He's fallen into the arms of his trusted nobles, who are not his trusted nobles. Yeah, well, maybe one or two aren't. 
Yeah, and they're actually trying to convince him to give them more autonomy. Maybe it's kind of like, we need our own standing army. If you give us a bit of autonomy, we'll be able to be able to control things from that perspective. But they convince like other members to say that. Yes. It's very confusing, I like it. But then the shady group... It's very confusing, I like it. But the shady group are the ones that are in those nobles' ears being like, don't you think the king's got like too much power? Yeah. yeah. Do you not think you... I mean, you're a lord, for crying out loud. Like, why does he deserve to get all that? Yeah. And so the deeper the party dig, the more they're like... Oh, oh shit okay there's more going on here yeah so who is it that's in charge of that who's the big bad so i reckon it is whoever's in charge of this nation shady profiteering. Or, yeah this war profiteering nation i've always had a big bad stored away um who is a college of eloquence bard oh okay very nice. who is i've always intended to introduce him very early on in the campaign to be almost like a sponsor of the pie very charming very nice very kind of like full of gifts and very pleasing mm. and they maybe they are like i like to think this country isn't like a monarchy it's probably more it's probably closer to like a aristocracy or corrupt democracy kind of like um you've got like a group of wealthy leaders i feel like it's a very economically led nation right it's like the richest people rule because they know what they're doing they're very mercantile so you've got this guy at the top who isn't necessarily... It's not necessarily by blood, it's by money blood. Yes. Well, blood money. Yeah, if you've got money, you can do it. Which, I mean, does mean that family people end up rising up as well because they are by extension wealthy, but yeah. it's a nation that admires people that make money. And maybe, like- this is, maybe this is like the part of the nation that believe in the way of ambition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like that, yeah. You have worshippers of Asmodeus there, definitely. Yes, because I like the idea you've got... And Moradin. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I like the idea that this, maybe each of these leaders, maybe you've got like eight or nine leaders, whatever, and it's like this one guy, this College of Eloquence Bard, he has a mission. He's the one that's in charge of destabilizing this nation. He's like... That's his job. The rest of them have got interests elsewhere in the world. Like this one's kind of uh, function, like arming barbarians to overthrow their democracy. And his particular focus is destabilize these guys. Mm. Um, I want to think of a way that it's not obvious that the war profiteering nation are war profiteering, but I guess we could more about that later. Because you don't want the party to go, oh, well, they make all the steel and they're making money out of this. Yeah. We need to. So that needs to be something they work out, I guess. But I guess I, guess, I think it's something that, that could make sense later. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? I give too much credit to players. They won't wear that out. Yeah, like, you go to a nation and you say, oh, it makes a lot of steel. Then you have to run them into, like, a, a, like a, a guy who's like, watch out, I'm, I'm, I'm hauling a crate here, going to this, this other part of the country. <laughs> oh, you watch out, kid. I'm taking a crate here to go to a different part of the country. You know what I mean? And then they turn. We're war profiteers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! Looks like we have two similar crates <laughs> going to two different sides of this wall. Well, look at that! And the players will be like. Oh, can I roll insight? <laughs> you got a 20. You're pretty sure they're war profiteers. I think but I failed how? that check, yeah. actually. I don't think they are. I don't get it. <laughs> Me, the player. Not I game. also like the idea that this shady group aren't on the side of the king because he's too stable. Yeah. If he dies, you've got fucking 10 noble families running this country. They're never going to agree and they're always going to be warring. So yeah. like, cool, kill the king, deal with that. Awesome. Yeah. We're this, happy now. This problem's going to happen sooner rather than yeah. later. It's going to happen, so let's just get it let's over Let's just with. Yeah. push it along. Also, this king's an eye. <laughs> yes. Um, he's not very controllable. No. Yeah, he's very egalitarian. We've had people whispering in his ears for so long. And he doesn't give a he, shit. Not listening. He listens to his heart, not to his... Yeah. <laughs> he's not listening to us, and so we need to kill him. That's great. All right, cool. So that's the, that's the whole campaign, I guess. That's the overarching... That's the thing that's going on in the background. That's and all. what level will that end at? 
Eloquence Bard. Maybe I they think, are secretly very powerful. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I think it's quite fluid, though. I think it depends on how quickly they find out the source of this corruption. I think it kind of unfurls naturally. It's kind of like, this is happening in the background. They're maybe like tangentially related to it. They'll go on stuff that's not related. At one point, maybe they think they've saved the king and they leave. And they just... I feel like this is like a level eight. Yeah. Into eight. Okay. You know, by level eight, you've, you could probably fight I mean, know, a high level caster quite if we have a look at Your high level caster is a level eight. If we have a look at fucking, um, there's the tiers, isn't there, of, of adventure. Um, heroes of the area, heroes of the. I, don't, I think it's in the player's handbook because we could yeah, use that. Yeah, it's as a uh, local local heroes from one to four. Heroes of the realm five to ten. Uh, Eleven to sixteen is master of the realm, and then seventeen to twenty yeah. is masters of the so world. I think, I think somewhere between eight and ten is like yeah, they're like the that's probably an appropriate place to be like yeah, you're saviors of the realm, Molden. Well yeah, you've literally saved the king. Maybe it finishes. Or you failed. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe the last battles are level nine, and they end the campaign at level ten. They never get to play at level yeah. ten, but yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they will, depending on how. We depending do. if we keep going, <laughs> depending if I want to do it, depending if I were, I've got a new idea about space pigs on some Martian coal mining unit. Are you are you reading my mind? <laughs> get out of my head! Get out of my head! Uh, I can't wait for this project. <laughs> I went in your head. I was like, space pigs. <gasps> uh, <laughs> Oink. <laughs> space pigs would be really good for spell jam. Yeah, Can you imagine running a space pig in a battle. Space boar. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like anthropomorphic space pigs. So the idea now of them on all fours running with you on their back, <laughs> not screaming, just go, George! George! <laughs> we won't let the space sharks win. <coughs> Promise me, we won't let the space sharks win. You'll be there to see it. No, mate. I don't need to promise you. No, shut up! My bacon's cooked. <laughs> Oh fuck me! Right, cool. Tell my wife I love her. Tell <sighs> someone find the chef. <laughs> there was a race to the punchline, and you beat me. Sorry, um, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say. <laughs> can't remember now. It's gone. It's gone. Um, Blown out of your little mind by my amazing chef. It was too good. It was too good. Get the chef. Eat our friend. That's what he would have wanted. Um, okay, so I feel like that's pretty good. That's like our overarching campaign um there is a bunch of other stuff that you can kind of throw in along the way so we've kind of put in i feel like we've taken a world shake like a a world shaking event but it's very much like developing slowly there's a bunch of other stuff in the actual dmg which is kind of like stuff you can sprinkle throughout so if your campaign needs to move along maybe something like like there's been a, a big assault like an invasion has happened somewhere or there's been a massive disaster so you can kind of throw stuff for them to deal with along the way yeah um, but this is kind of good to have our big overarching overarching theme, I guess. I think maybe like the people that, that find out about this conspiracy are like people who are regular people, and it's kind of like a mission of saving them, and you create like NPC allies through that. Yeah. And you, you're kind of going through the realms, mm. following a breadcrumb of like missing cousins to, to you know... Mm. People who have, because because people overheard a conversation, like a, a waiter overheard a conversation, they've suddenly gone missing. Do you know what I mean? Kind of yeah, thing. that is good. I like the idea. And they, they just so happen to be the the sibling of like I don't know mm. a, a traveling a traveling nomad group. Yeah, I like the idea that this this bard meets the party quite early on. I don't know in yeah. what capacity. Maybe he's in the court um, of this king as like a dignitary, foreign dignitary. Yeah. But the idea that he is kind of 
I, I, I love the idea of NPCs using party members to do their bidding without them realising. Yeah. So I like the idea that that happens. Yeah, sponsor. Sponsor's quite nice. Mm. Like, if they do something, like, if the first thing they do is, like, save part of a city mm. from, like, mercenaries that have been hired to kill another noble, do you know what I mean, that supports the king. Yeah. Just something as simple as that. Then this, then this big bad goes, oh, you seem to be on the right side of things. How about I sponsor you? So, like, he, these mercenaries were being paid, I would pay you. And He calls them to his, what's it called, his um, embassy... Which yeah. probably is like quite maybe he keeps it quite humble whilst he's there, so he yeah. can seem like he's like because I feel like the king is against opulence, like it's not. He's very much like I'm in charge. I do, do have. I, I guess I like I like the hidden, mm. but there's something in me really likes the idea of someone who's really nice who just is completely covered in decadence. Yeah, and the really nice is just a cover. But like he's like the, the king in so many ways, but he's not. No, the king at is all. humble and wears like you know robes and plain robes this guy is humble and wears like gold silk <laughs> i you're like what how but is I'm he like, so kind and also rich yeah that is, yeah because but i also like that i all like the Decadent. idea of that being like a realization like yeah. if for some reason they're sneaking oh, around yeah. and they find a back room which is just like the whole thing's quite yeah subtle but you go and you see yeah. he's got uh, beautiful got like tapestries weaving with um golden thread and beautiful clothes and you're, and you're like fuck and then they find papers that are like his plans of what he's doing because then it's like he's not what we thought at all yeah, yeah yeah have that plan and you have that term where he's like my friends you're in the wrong you've room. been sticking your nose where you should yeah, be. yeah yeah i yeah. like it cool. all right nice i like that cool so that'll take us to level 10 yeah um do we want to talk a bit more in depth at the different types of world shaking events or I don't know. I feel like that was a pretty good example of like how to build one. Yeah, it's just inspiration. It's just yeah, start true. Off of that and and go go where you know the next thing kind of takes you. If you can find another DM and sit in front of them and do this, <laughs> yeah. I feel that's really good for bouncing stuff off. Oh, I do it all the time with people. Yeah. I always tell people my ideas and even just talking. If I've got a pretty good idea in my head, just talking through it for like long enough will yeah. start to form. Yeah, I'll add more mm. as I'm going because I'm I'm realizing connections that i didn't have before yeah um in terms of like our players because we we've, i think it's really important to come up with like a reason for all your players to be in this yeah and i think if they're all watchers something really nice about like maybe having the cleric from a certain city maybe having the barbarian from the capital you know where the king lives maybe having the wizard as being a noble and it turns out his uncle is yeah. one of the bad guys or yeah. his, you know, his, his, even his own father or mother. Do you know what I mean? It could be like, I like his the, sister. Yeah. yeah, that is. Or good. his brother. Just anyone who's really close and unsuspecting being the bad guy. Oh, that would be a really good moment where, if at some moment, you kind of have a one on one session where he's meeting maybe someone, a really close relative, and they're kind of sat together. And he's, the uncle starts saying stuff to try and get the wizard on board to be like, or be like, make a saving throw. Yeah. Because he's casting suggestion. Yeah. But he's sort of casting it. Yeah. Or something like that. I do quite like the idea of doing as well, like speaking to the wizard player out of session, being like, you're, you're, or like a private thing during yeah. the session. Your uncle's trying to convince you to join. And these are the arguments he lays out. Yeah. Do what you, do you do? think, would you support that? Is that something you get on board with? Because if it is, we can talk about how that impacts the game. I like the idea of the rogue coming from a poor family who's been lifted out of poverty thanks to this king. Okay. So it has a really strong allegiance to... Shall we just go that extra mile and maybe look at subclasses so that we can kind of yeah. think? Yeah, right. So 
In terms, of, I know I brought this up earlier, but in terms of barbarian path of the zealot, uh, some deities inspire their followers to pitch themselves into ferocious battle fury. So, so you're yeah. thinking of religious barbarian? Yeah, like well, if they all part of this watcher order, the watcher is a god. Yeah, true. And they are technically, and I just think it's nice if they've all trained together. So they have like you know some kind of synergy. Mm-hmm. It's nice if the you know if the cleric can partner up with you know the uh the, the barbarian like at third level if a spell such as raise dead has a sole effect of restoring you to life they don't need material components mm. so like any resurrection spells or anything they just boom bring you back what was that about sorry i missed that you said no material components what was that yeah no material components for any like raise dead or restoring you to life anything that re- like restores Are you, you to kidding life. me no where the fuck is that a warrior of the gods yeah it's pretty cool morgan looks shocked He's what got the fuck that's open. sick as hell yeah that's so good. Well, it, honestly, it gets better. Um, where is it? Oh, here we are. At level 14, your rage allows you to shrug off fatal blows. While raging, having zero hit points doesn't knock you unconscious. You still have to make death saving throws, and you suffer the normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points. However, if you would die due to failing death saving throws, you don't die until your rage ends. <laughs> and then you only die if you still have zero hit points. That's so so all all somebody needs to do, you know if you fail all your death saving throws you're dead but you're still going it's free to get you back up again and then somebody just goes revivify your wounds and you're like oh sweet fuck me right okay cool that's sick um, it is fucking sick I the like only that. thing you can't do is fall unconscious is there anything you can't do go to sleep <laughs> sleep evades my every waking moment and every moment I have is waking <laughs> so yeah I, I would suggest that maybe so Let's think of like a, a story for them to follow throughout this massive campaign. Okay, so barbarian. Why would the barbarian care? Well, they've clearly got rage issues. Yeah, clearly. Maybe their anger management therapist was killed by uh, one of those nobles. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it? Is it like a Batman rage? Do you know what I mean? Like no, my, I my parents were murdered. Oh, uh, because well, actually... so so now all I do is put my attention on. I feel like a typical barbarian is like my tribe was killed and now I must seek vengeance. Yeah, but this is a guy that joined like the Watchers. I went to school and now I'm mad. <laughs> I experienced the system. <laughs> the system made me, so I hate the system. Yeah, like I like I don't think it needs to be like a tribal thing. Is what I mean. Like yeah. I quite like the the skinning of a barbarian. That's not necessarily like a yeah, yeah like no, a, I agree. a nomad. He's um, he's just someone who's very mad, very angry. I am very upset. Like Mister Krabs could be a, a barbarian. Yeah, for real. I, I am fully on board with that. So you got you got this person with rage issues, and they they could be I don't know. Um, what what's what's their story? What's the player told us about the character? What has the player informed us? So I guess their rage is like a religious thing. So I feel like it's less a case of like they channel their their, their rage come from somewhere, but it's more a case of like the Watcher infuses them with divine yeah power. Or maybe they're all chosen. Yeah, but like you say, why do we tie them into the campaign? I mean, not everyone has to be tied directly into the campaign. I guess if they're a strict adherent of the Watchers, yeah, and we can see how we go as we build the campaign. Because I can't think of anything immediately that would tie them into this. No. Well, like the wizard one felt easy. Like yeah, you know, you got a wizard of I don't of know. nobility. Yeah, and they they happen to be I don't know a uh, a, lo- a transmutation wizard or like so what what kind of what's like a good what's a good noble? Oh, war mage. Oh, okay, no, is that watchery? Yeah, mm. I, I, maybe divination. What? Yes, they're watchers. Yeah, yeah. 
Divination. And that is the most powerful uh, yeah. <laughs> wizard class. So Divination Wizard, and they... Yeah. They focus on, you know, seeing everything, which is maybe how they uncover their own family's conspiracy by accident. Yeah. So you've got Divination Wizard, you've got... So who, like you say, is kind of like they're from of the Watchers and they're involved in the nobility. Yeah. I like the idea that the rogue is very adherent to the king. They are like, you know, because of this man, my family were lifted out of poverty. Um, Quite like a swashbuckler rogue. Yeah. You know, like more of a face. Yeah. Than a... Than a thief. Yeah. High charisma and high decks. Yeah. They're just like, they're so happy and full of life because... Like you say, they're they're really dedicated to this king. Yeah, you know, almost like a a Frandall Pithor kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe this king came about from an uprising as well. Okay, maybe the I'm picturing this rogue kind of cause swashbuckle. I'm picturing they came from a poor family. Yeah, they were like, okay, I need to make money for my family. The way I can do that is on the high seas, yeah. being a pirate. Oh, okay. It was a pirate. And they got my title. And maybe they <laughs> the assist Dread pirate Roberts. Is that you? Sorry, the Dread pirate Roberts. Is that you? you not seen Princess Bride? I have. Yeah. Oh, of course. Fucking hell. He goes off and beats. I took me, took me. I forgot what it's called. It was called. I'm sorry. I've seen the film. I just forgot. All right. <laughs> I do love that film. I can't believe I forgot that. Actually. It's all right, babe. I'm sorry. What was I talking about? Swashbuckle, rogue. And I like to think that he was trying to make money for his family, trying to lift him out, and then he found out about this king that he believed in. He's not necessarily. He didn't know the king necessarily, but he was part of like the the fight to overthrow whoever was in before and bring in this just king who's brought in peaceful rule. Cool. Um, and then I'm thinking like the nobility that are there now were there under the corrupt king. Um, they the, want they, they want things to go back. Yeah, they've been brought to heal. They were like, no, yeah, awesome, sick. This is great. We love being nice to the common folk. It was him that was making us do it. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're like, ah, we have to kill him. Um, and now, so the rogue is like, I am now. I'm kind of like my family been lifted out of poverty. They're doing better. I am uh, semi-retired, but I would like I, I like the idea of keeping an eye out on people and the watchtower seems like the place for me cool they're so, a bit worldwisey what worldwise yeah, yeah yeah i like it so they've gone to the watchtower they've they to use their skills to keep an eye on the common folk that's why they're there yeah inspired yeah they've dedicated their life from piracy to yeah. to helping people yeah i like it and then we've got cleric i feel like cleric and barbarian are similar kind of things they're like uh adherence they've been chosen by the watcher i feel like maybe a cleric of the knowledge domain okay because they know things do you not know think? Yeah, no, I see it. I see it. It's the one that feels the most relevant to watchers. Because I'm trying to look. We've also got we've got forge clerics. We've got grave clerics. Twilight domain's pretty good for seeing things. Oh yeah, see invisibility, fairy fire. Okay, that might, that works out quite well then actually. Um, you can see in the dark. You get you get weapons and heavy armor. You can fly. <laughs> that, oh, doesn't, that doesn't seem to add you up can at all. Fly. Yeah, it's like oh, you can see things. You can see in the dark. There's you also can fly. there's also the order domain. Order. Yeah, that's got like command and stuff and hold person. Yeah, I just meant from become like intimidating and persuasive. So like, I'm trying to think what the watcher's kind of philosophy is, and it's very much like watch things and make sure people like keep an eye on people that can't protect themselves. Yeah, twi- Twilight Domain is that to be fair. Yeah. Bring comfort to those who seek rest and protect them by venturing into encroaching darkness to ensure oh, fuck, the darkness yeah, no, is comfort, right. not Twilight. terror. Twilight yeah. Twilight. Edward Cullen, Twilight. He fucking hated those films, did Robert Pattinson. It, I, I love, love how much he hates them. He loathed them. Have you, Why it, would anybody write this? He's like, <laughs> I feel like I'm reading someone's diaries. It's weird. It's a weird series of films. Yeah, but she was really into it, and I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I love Robert Pattinson. I, I just want to play Batman one day. Uh, <laughs> 
I just want to be a Batman, not a bad boy, you know? <laughs> I'm tired of being an eternal bad boy. <laughs> a bad boy? No. A bad, bad boy. No, I'd be a bad, bad man. I'm a bad, bad boy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think that's... We've we've kind of we've so, done all of them. Yeah, so we've got the cleric and the barbarian have been chosen by the watcher to defend the people of this realm. Maybe siblings. Maybe siblings. I like that. Nice. Nice. So one of them's at one of them's at peace and one of them's constantly in, enraged. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I was picturing his rage as less like <laughs> sorry. Maybe it's not the one you think. <laughs> yeah, the barbarian's very peaceful. Yeah. I once played a barbarian that was very peaceful when they went into their rage. Yeah. So they kind of were just like, it was like all strength and fury, but they weren't like frothing their mouth. They yeah, were just, they like, were just like very focused. Purely focused yeah. on that. I so like the reason that. they didn't take damage is because it was like, I'm out. I'm, not, I, I'm out of my body. Yeah, I'm breathing I'm, yeah, through it. I'm looking above me kind of thing. Um, Sweet. All right, nice. Because um, that ties them at least into the watchers. So they've got loyalties to the watchers, and the other guys have got other. They've got cross loyalties, which might bring some high conflict in. Body conflict is our right. favorite. And yeah, I think that's that's kind of like all the that's like that would be what you'd want to seed through your whole story. Yeah. Maybe something maybe something a bit religious and like a bit magical, I feel, with the with the cleric and the barbarian. Maybe they're like, I don't know, guided by the watcher and there's some there's some like evil devil shit going on as well. Mm. That can be their story. You know Or it can be like post this part of the campaign. Yeah. Like this could be arc one, then arc two is like. But you'd want to start seeding that in. Yeah, yeah, is what, and yeah, then 100%. and then like you said, having the other twos be this campaign because mm. it's, it's a bit more. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. Nice. I mean, but you know, that depends on how long you want to play. I think mm. we're assuming that we're going to play forever <laughs> until the world turns to dust. Or someone cancels. <laughs> oh, someone fucking cancels. Yeah, I will schedule next week, and then you never reschedule, and you never play D and D again. Uh, um, anything else you want to do before we? Wrap this up. Have we talked about how the campaign will end? Well, I guess I guess we kind of are, aren't we? Yeah. Um I guess the ending would would continue. The final well, it'll be the confrontation with this eloquence bard. Yeah. And if they win, they get to decide because I imagine at this point the king's dead. Yeah. They get to decide how the what happens next. Like how we So now we've got a power vacuum. Who fills that power yeah. vacuum? Is it the wizard because he's got no ability? Yeah. Is it the cleric because they're touched by God? Is or it is the it rope? A senate? Or do they make a senate? Yeah, with maybe themselves. Or like a true democracy. They, 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 I think that's really fun at the end. I've done this before. You go like, right, what do you do? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you're the, you, you're the de facto rulers now. You're the ones that are in charge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, or maybe they put someone else in place and then they go to deal with this other foreign country which is starting wars and try and stop them. Yeah. Because they realise this nation is a, is causing a lot of conflict in the world. Yeah, this yeah this uh, this group. Mm. And then this group, it turns out, are under the power of some fiend. Maybe they're like... Yeah, worshippers of Asmodeus or something. <gasps> Everyone that dies in these walls goes to the Nine Hells to fill the legions to push back the demons of the abyss. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that. And that's like, but that's like, again, you have to think about that because to get to level eight, it's going to take you three years. So yeah. like, once you get to that point, you're kind of like, okay, cool. So what's happening? Yeah. You're kind of starting to think about this overarching thing because then you're getting towards high level play. So you can do weird shit like yeah. going to hell, stuff like that. All right, nice. I like it. Um, that's a really fun campaign. Abyss as well. I need to do some games in the abyss. Yeah. We've had hell. We haven't actually had people in the abyss, and it would be horrible. It's 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 there's layers and layers and layers. It's an infinite amount of layers, and I mean, there's so much interesting stuff. You know, Asmodeus doesn't have to be a bad guy. He could be kind of part of your good guy. That's actually a thing in D and D, isn't it? He's like, yeah, guys. I'm the only thing that stands between you and demons taking over the entire fucking yeah. multiverse. So chill. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm just not chill. doing a bad thing. Yeah, cool. Like, Evil, right? It's Weird, all it's all by the laws that we've all defined. Yeah. Do you want me to stop? Yeah. I'll stop if you want. <laughs> oh no! Wait, if I did, you'd be dead. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Fuck off back to your little fairy palace and I'll keep killing demons. Dick yeah, I love Asmodee so much. Oh. Anyway. Right. Thank you everyone for listening. It's been awesome. Thank you. And thank every, you. Every time I finish this, I'm like, I want to play in this setting slash game that we've just made. Well, yeah. Maybe that's another thing. Maybe we should do that. Mm. I'll, well, we'll talk about it. We'll just wipe my memory and then I'll play in it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, I've been Niall. I've been Morgan. And this has been D&D 201. Cute music. <laughs> <laughs>